Hi guys, Paul Capon from the Innovation Community Podcast here. Uh, today we're with Chanel Mason, the Enterprise Data Specialist and Vice President at Leg Mason. Uh, she's been working with data and analytics and, and HR for a number of years now and has some really interesting insights there. So uh, Chanel, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Great. So just to start with, can you tell our members a, a bit about yourself in a few words? So, um, as you mentioned, I'm an enterprise data specialist here at Leg Mason. Um, I've actually been at Leg Mason for 16 years. It's my first job out, out of college. Um, I started in finance as a staff accountant in my legal reporting team and stayed in finance for about 12 years. Um, spent the most time in our global funds um, 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 group where I oversaw revenue accounting and reporting and um, also analytics around that. And then um, I also moved to another group, um, affiliate relations within finance, um, and spent some time there. Um, I feel like I had career ADHD, so I ended up jumping again um, <laughs> to um, an open um, opportunity in HR as a compensation analyst. So I stayed there for about four years. Um, and then after that, I took the leap to technology um, and that's what brought me here um, as an enterprise data specialist here at Lake Mason. So a little over 16 years, um, been loving it. Great. And it sounds like a, a very diverse uh, set, of, set of career as well. So uh, where did your career in data really start? So, um, so really, like ever since I graduated from high school, I loved numbers. Um, I was a lover of numbers. I thought that accounting was, you know, what I was would be the best thing to, to do um, because I love money also. And I was like, okay, let's do money and numbers. Um, <laughs> but then um, once I started with Leg Mason, I realized that, you know, it's, it's, my passion was more than just numbers and getting in the, the numbers. Um, it really was being able to tell a story and also um, to be able to, you know, figure out the people aspect of, of data. And so, um, you know, the opportunity opened, opened up for me to be a compensation analyst, which was really cool. Um, I also not only just focused on compensation, but I did total rewards um, related analytics and, and things like that. And, um, and so my passion just grew, um, you know, beyond that to, you know, to shift over to technology, um, and which I never imagined that I would be taking that kind of shift. Um, but once the opportunity presented itself, um, it really aligned with what I, I liked to do. So, yeah, so that's how I got here. Hmm. Perfect. And you've had some pretty good uh, you know, uh, career jumps, uh, let's say. Can you tell us about a time you affected change in, in a major organization and also some of the challenges that came with that? Yeah, so... Um, I'm actually right in the process of affecting change in our organization. I have this cool opportunity to lead the rollout of our data literacy program across the organization. Um, data literacy for us is made up of four traits, knowledge, the things that we know about data, skills, the things that we can do with data, 
um, attitudes, the things that we feel or believe about data, and then behaviors, the way that we handle data. Um, and so we're trying to make sure that our employees have a good understanding of what data literacy is, and then they also have the opportunity to increase their data literacy skills. And so our specific program goals are, you know, first to provide opportunities for people to enhance their data literacy skills to, to support that consistent storytelling across the org. Um, you know, we don't want, you know, different versions of the same type of story going out, and so we think that, you know, data literacy is important for that. Um, and then we want to be able to train our employees to effectively leverage the tools and techniques um, that turn data into action. And so we want to start seeing more ROI on these um, the investments that we're making with the analytical and automation tools that we have here at Leg Mason. So hoping that increasing data literacy skills will, you know, shift, will uh, motivate folks to, you know, um, use these tools in a different and more effective way. Um, one of, you know, of course, our, uh, one of the, um, uh, we're, we're partnering heavily with HR um, with this whole data literacy program. And, um, you know, we recently created personas as a way to, as a more focused um, way to deploy our training. Um, so the personas really aligned with the recommended, um, they're aligned with recommended training paths according to the needs of that persona. Um, and so, the way that we've actually even bucketed that out, um, we have three different focuses for those training paths. We have a foundational level where we just want folks to know about the data literacy program and just some high-level um, important key concepts for us. And so that's, that's all employees, all personas should get access to that. Um, we also have a tool training focus where we want to, we've broken that out into three different buckets, um, just awareness about the tools that we have here at Leg Mason, um, you know, some beginner level, just introduction to some of the tools that some people just want to start playing in them, but not do, do anything, anything too heavy, um, and then power user training. So to increase the skills of those folks that are power users to even, you know, to learn how to use those tools even more effectively. Um, and then finally, we have a focus on skills training. Um, and with that, we're kind of bucketing it out between business um, analytic skills and um, advanced analytic skills. So for our business analytic skills, those would include things like data visualization, um, foundations of data management, data governance, um, you know, introduction to cloud um, management, um, whereas our advanced analytics skills would be more so like for our developers, um, our engineers, or data scientists, um, and they would be focused around like machine learning, um, AI, Python coding, and those things. And so we have a couple different resources that we're trying to pull from um, to strategically navigate this whole um, journey to make sure that we're offering the right training for the right person at the right time. Um, and so that's, that's a, a quick down and dirty of the data literacy program. I could go on for hours about it because we're, it's a lot that we're doing in it, but I know we have a little bit of time, so don't want to spend too, too much time on it, but yeah. Oh, and you did ask about challenges. Sorry. Yes. Um, the challenges with rolling this out um, really has just been around being able to easily and accurately and inexpensively assess data literacy skills on an individual basis and an, an organization basis. Um, so there are a couple tools out there, a couple models out there to assess data literacy skills, but um, we're still, you know, trying to figure out which one is right for us um, or trying to figure out if we should create one on our own. 
Um, and so um, that's one of the challenges. And then also being able to get employees to buy into this culture shift, because this really is a culture shift. As we're trying to build this data-driven culture, um, we have to make everybody believers of the value of data. Um, and being able to get them to appreciate that value um, and also being able to break down the silos with how data is shared across the organization. And so some folks still, you know, want to hold on to their data, you know, um, with, with a strong grip, but it's time to kind of, you know, let, let go and be okay with sharing. Um, there are ways to anonymize things. There are ways to, you know, make the data, uh, press the data in a way that, um, you know, we can still, you know, have confidentiality and have, um, you know, maintain all of that stuff, but we're still, you know, giving folks access to um, new and different data sets so that, so that they can get new and different insights. So, um, yeah, so that, that's pretty much it with the challenges. Yeah, and I, and I think with culture change, I've heard it described as uh, getting up in the morning and putting your pants on, you know, something that, that's, you know, it's, it's assumed it's done automatically, which I thought was, was quite funny. Um, in terms of the, the transformation that you're going through with Leg Mason right now, where do you see the, um, the biggest impact that you made on that? What are you most proud of? So it's interesting because I think that, um, you know, the, the, a typical technology employee might not have the background of HR or even finance. And so um, my, I think the value that I bring um, and the, the, the impact that I'm making is by being able to bring those skills, the HR skills that I've um, pulled together, those total reward skills, the training skills, and, you know, and also the financial skills. And so being mindful of, you know, we want to make sure we get the most value, the most bang for our buck for the analytical tools that we're rolling out. We don't want to just, you know, give, roll out a bunch of licenses for a bunch of anal or an analytical tool and folks not use it, you know, and, and they just sit there. And so, you know, I, I think being able to kind of bring that financial focus and then the human focus to technology and to this whole program, um, you know, kind, kind of gives us a leg up and um, kind of makes us, you know, a little bit more complete. Um, so we're able to kind of focus on all of those areas and, um, you know, just just by using my background and, and skills. So um, definitely think that that's helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Aligning the, the soft skills with the, the more technical skills is something that is, is always going to be a challenge uh, in, in, in many major organizations. So, so glad to hear you're, you're bringing those skills involved as well. Uh, where do you see the biggest opportunity for improvement in your organization at present? So um, it, it kind of aligns with the challenges. I, I do think the biggest opportunity for improvement is, you know, breaking down those data silos um, and being able to share data across the board. We've definitely made progress, but I still think that we have a ways to go. Um, we have a decentralized affiliate model, and so our affiliates have their own shared services. Um, departments and so you know there's a lot of um, we have to be able to you know work together and share data across the board but it's not as easy as, as it sounds um, you know because everybody defines things differently everybody looks at data differently um, you know governance is all about getting to that single source of the truth and so I think that you know, when you're working in a decentralized model like we are in, um, you know, we have to rely on other shared services functions to partner up with us. 
so that we can, you know, make sure that we're getting to that single source of the truth. And so as we're, like, still kind of early on in the journey, um, you know, we're definitely making progress and moving towards that direction. But I do think that, you know, um, that's the biggest opportunity for improvement is just data sharing across the board. Mm. Absolutely. And, and, and getting to the single source of the truth in a, in a, in a decentralized model, that's obviously going to be much harder than the, the, the kind of center of excellence model that some companies go for, but it also has its disadvantages as well. So it's super interesting to see the, those different models uh, collaborating and, and coming together as well. Um, more for you personally now, what is the best piece of advice you ever received throughout your, your, your amazing career? So the best piece of advice I received, um, it was actually leading into this position, um, you know, just not being afraid to try something new. Um, I've made three career changes over the course of my whole life, starting with, you know, being an accountant and in finance over to HR and now technology. And, um, and, and I actually, one of my colleagues, um, you know, really encouraged me to step out on a limb and, and to go for um, this opportunity. Although it wasn't in my, my normal wheelhouse of what I would have expected that I would, would do, but, um, you know, just thinking about, like, the, the value that I could have offered to that position, that's what kind of, like, pushed me along, um, although I was very nervous to do it, but I, I definitely took the leap and I'm so glad that I did um, and, and just looking forward to this new journey um, that I started just about a year ago. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned that you, you've had a lot of internal support. In terms of uh, outside of Leg Mason, who's your favorite thought leader or, or author when it comes to today's driven business transformation? So Whitney Johnson, um, she wrote the book, um, Disrupt Yourself is a favorite author of mine. She is my favorite. I've read that book um, a couple of times, maybe three times. I have the Audible and all versions of it. Um, but uh, that um, book really, um, in addition to the advice that I received from my colleague who actually gave me the book, um, it really helped me to understand the, the, um, the value of shaking things up and not being okay with just you know, the status quo. Um, and it really has just, you know, um, motivated me to you know, just like, re it's renewed my passion, you know, um, after being with a company for 16 years, um, you know, most folks, if they stay in the same job, you know, it's hard to stay passionate about doing the same thing over and over and over for 16 years. And so um, being able to jump to different S-curves, and that's how Whitney Johnson just explains it in her book, but being able to jump to different S-curves has really um, just helped me realize that I can do anything. Like there's, you know, just because I majored in you know, accounting uh, 16 years ago doesn't mean that I needed to stay an accountant for the rest of my life. Um, I was able to take those skills and, you know, just build upon them and, you know, and make them even more valuable um, by just pairing them up with, with other skills. Just like data increases when you combine it with other data sets, you know, skills increase when you combine it with other skills. And so that value um, just continues to grow. And so I look forward to just continuing to grow my skills, um, continuing to learn. Um, that is huge um, and a huge push and initiative that we're, you know, like Mason is pushing, you know, continuous learning, um, you know, making sure we um, always keep our skills fresh and up to date and, um, and we're always up with the latest. And so, 
Yeah, yeah. So Whitney Johnson, Disrupt Yourself. If you haven't read it, please read it. I'll definitely give it a give it a read. And and, and the last question I have, uh, and I think this is something that you, you'll be particularly passionate about. What advice would you give for aspiring women in data? So don't be afraid to take the leap. Um, I think when I first was introduced with this opportunity to become an EDS um, enterprise data specialist, I um, I saw the job description and like didn't fit any of those. those um, things that they were asking for, the qualities that they were asking for, those qualifications, I, you know, maybe could like, you know, um, massage something that I've done in order to fit into those qualifications, but I didn't have to. So I, I went to this interview um, and was able to sell, um, you know, my my future boss on um, just my past journey. So what I'd already been exposed to in my previous skills, um, and then showing that I had the, the um, ability and um, the passion to learn, and um, so even if I didn't know it, even if I didn't know coding, even if I didn't know about Calibra and data governance and all of those things, I there's nothing stopping me from learning those things, and, you know, so that's what I would definitely recommend to a woman. I think for women, we tend to look at um, job response, job descriptions and think that we have to check the box on every single one. And that's not the case. Like, you can definitely sell yourself, um, you know, based off the passion you have to, to learn and to contribute and to support. Um, and, and that is how you get into a position. Um, by those things. So don't be afraid to take the leap. Take it. Thank you very much. Chanel Mason, uh, data champion at Leg Mason. Thank you so much for joining us. Some really great insights there. Thank you. Thank you. Again, this is awesome.